0: Bogut to the rack and he jams it oh my goodness Locked
1: by Bogut. the Warriors big man joins our big man the Andrew Bogut show with Mr. T now here's Tom Tolbert hey, 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 hey. Tom Tolbert Ray Ratto with you it is time for our weekly conversation with Andrew Bogut he joins us courtesy of the ring central guest line Andrew what's going on man not much good, nice win last night against the Lakers. Always nice to beat the Lakers, isn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely, especially, uh, you know, and there's a lot of um, Lakers fans in the gym too, so we a good win.
1: Laker fans are – aren't Laker fans the most annoying fans in the NBA? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're proud fans, so I'll give them that. But, um, yeah, they uh, –
2: they definitely um were were loud last night, so it was good to get that win and get them you know get a good lead early on in the first quarter and they were they were quiet the rest of the night.
1: I enjoyed Harrison Barnes' tweet. Said we did a nice job taking the crowd out of the game last night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Essentially we did. I mean it's unfortunate but um uh, we know a lot of um a lot of our fans sold their tickets off to Vegas fans and it's unfortunate but uh, it's the way it goes today.
0: What was your um uh, what was your impression of Dwight Howard's post game remarks. Given the amount of time he had to actually do something about this alleged injustice, he he complained about.
1: Um, you don't have to explain it to me. I, oh. seen it. So After I, the I, game, well, you, you, you remember you uh, remember when David hit him with the elbow in the in the chin apparently he took offense to that. Well, he took offense to it at the time, which I think we all would have. You get hit in the face with an elbow. It's not too uh, not too much fun. And then you get uh, hit with a foul, even adds a little salt to the, to the wound. But anyway, he had two and a half quarters to take care of something if he felt like that was something that needed to be done. He didn't. And then after the game, he said he got away with a shot. I will remember this game. I will remember that shot. He said he wasn't trying to do it. You can look at the play and see for yourself. I will take care of it later.
2: Well, I mean it's 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 basketball, not n m a So the last time I've seen a, a you know, a, a ball or, or a fight was probably with you know, a number of years ago and it just doesn't happen today. So I mean those those threats are, are what they are, he was obviously frustrated, but I just don't you know, I don't really buy into stuff like that in the NBA. I mean, everyone everyone has, has an opinion on things and, 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 you know, wants to wants to talk it up but you know, at the end of the day it's about putting the ball in the hole. So if, if he comes out and whacks David the next game and we win the game, it's all
1: that matters. Do you think that? Oh, I'm just curious because if somebody were to hit you during the course of a game, or you got hit in the face and you thought it was a, you thought somebody was doing it on purpose, you don't say anything about it, right? I mean, you just if you're going to take care of it, you just take care of what you need to take care of, and then move on from there.
2: Well, it's exactly right. I mean, I got, I got awake a couple of times from Dwight, um, you know, last night. He got me in the back of the head a couple of times. It's part of the game. You know, it's a physical game, especially when you're when you're banging around in the paint. Mm-hmm. You, know, you you can't expect to get hit every now and then, um, whether it's cheap or not. You just got to move on. And, you know, you know you, if I handled it different, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to the media and complain. Um, but some guys like to do
1: that, and that's, that's their problem. What was the key to building that huge lead last night, both offensively and defensively? I thought you guys were really aggressive, really locked into what you're supposed to be doing on defense. And then, of course, when Clay and, and Steph shoot the ball like they were shooting it last night, hence you get the 23-point uh, halftime lead, I believe it was. But did you feel that last night, that you guys were really aggressive and and really locked in on what you're supposed to be doing offensively and defensively?
2: Yeah, definitely. And it all started with our defense. We obviously held them to to a low margin in the first half, and then you know we are pushing the ball back down their throats in the first half. Um, we did, did a really good job playing at our pace. And kind of, you know, when the Lakers came back towards the end of the game, we, we stopped pushing the ball and kind of slowed the game down. We're trying to nurse our lead. So that's kind of, you know, it almost cost us. But uh, we did a great job early on. Thankfully, we got enough of a lead, enough of a buffer that even when they made their run, um, a 10-0 run, you know, they were still down by, you know, 12, 12 14, 16. So we, we pretty much played a great game for about 40 minutes.
1: What about that, Andrew? You mentioned taking your foot off the accelerator a little bit. i, I... I've always wondered this, kind of a philosophical question. At what point do you take your foot off the accelerator if you have 12, 15, 18-point lead? And sure, it's going to change, but I've always felt like the two- to three-minute mark maybe start bleeding a little bit of clock, but anything before that... You risk getting yourself out of rhythm, and then if a team makes a run, it's kind of hard to get back in that rhythm. I and mean, what where, where do you where do you draw that line if there is a line as to when to you know what even if we have a good shot that we would have taken in the first quarter, let's not take that shot now and maybe work fifteen twenty seconds off.
2: Uh, I think about the four four and a half five minute marks where I'm comfortable. If you've got a twenty point lead, you know start nursing it, but you start to you want to try and milk the clock and. And, and see how you go. Um, but yeah, like you said, there's, there's no real right time for it, especially when you're playing a, a team like the Lakers with Kobe that's knocked down multiple threes in quick succession. You miss some free throws and all of a sudden they've got the lead down to, to seven or eight. Um, so it's every coach has a different philosophy on it. Um, we just, yeah, like I said, we slowed it down a little too much. Um, but at the same time, you know, they're going to make a run eventually. And, you know, they, they didn't play well for three quarters. So they started to make a little run before we knew it was coming, but um, we sustained it and got the win.
0: Are you at the point now, and and, this, and, and until you're, you're in the playoffs, it's probably unfair to ask this anyway, but are you at the point now where you are more concerned with what Houston is doing than what the Lakers are doing, or do you not care what anybody's doing other than your own team?
2: Yeah, we, we can't really be too concerned. It's going to take care of itself. If we keep winning, we'll stay where we are and, and look down on, on the two, two or three teams chasing us. So um, we need to finish the season off strong, and, and whatever happens at the end of it, you know, it will it'll be justified, but you know, if you start looking at those standings every day um, and start thinking about, you know, hey, we got to win this because they won or they lost, we can make a buffer, I think you, you're concentrating too much on things that you can't really affect. So once you start relying on other teams to lose or win, you're in a dangerous situation. If, if you keep winning control your own destiny, things take care of themselves.
1: Being that that Houston game on the road, Andrew, was the game after you guys got thumped at home by Chicago. It was a team that you hadn't won against all year, and it was the first game of that road trip. How big was that Houston game?
2: Well, that, that kind of turned the corner for us. We were in a bit of a slump. We um, were up and down two or three weeks before that game, and they kind of got us back into our, our rhythm. Obviously, we going to New Orleans the following night and win that game, and you know they've been playing really good basketball the last two or three games, so we're we'll, we'll really on the board and beat them by uh, as much as we do. And then obviously a tough game in San Antonio, and then come back home and getting two more. So um, we've got to keep building. And we've been playing really, you know, really, really good basketball the last, I think, two or three weeks. It's been a, a really, really good style of basketball. We've been defending well. We've, we've almost won every rebound count against um, opposing teams. And then, obviously, we're pushing the ball very well. And Steph, you know, what, what can you say about Steph and Clay? Really shooting the ball well. I think it's, it's been a, a team effort all in all. And if we keep doing that, you know, we'll have a chance for success in the
1: postseason. When Steph and Clay are wide open for jump shots, do you ever think why am I even trying to get an offensive rebound? This thing's going to the net.
2: Yeah, I think it's too much. So that I don't <laughs> know if a little more. Um, a lot of times I see the screen roll, I don't even roll because you know I know it's going up and I know it's usually going in. So I gotta kind of um, get back to that. But um, you know, if you set good screens for those guys and they get open. Um, usually I'm going to get open, so at the end of the game, we got a, a, I got a cheap, easy basket right at the end of the game. that kind of scored the game. That, that was all because of the way um, Stephen Clavin shooting the ball set a, set a good ball screen rolled and, and was wide open. So um, it's, it's, it's a good team team philosophy to have when you've got two knockdown shooters.
0: Is this the most fun, this 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 late stretch, is this the most fun you've had playing in the NBA?
2: Uh, yeah, no, I mean it is because we're winning um, but on a personal level it's still been a rocky road for me um, still up and down a little bit mm. um, I think defensively I've, I've done a real good job offensively I'm still trying to, trying to you know, figure myself out and figure, figure out my spots but that's, that's going to be a tough tough part this season to try and find that to work all those kicks out of the off season. but um, everything's easier when you're winning. So if we keep winning and, and and doing these, you know, the right things out there on the floor, it just makes it much more easier. And we have a we have a good group of guys. It's um, you know, pretty pretty close team, close knit group that that generally likes being around each other, and it makes life a lot easier when you go out on the road and so on.
1: Offensively, what do you expect out of yourself that you're not able to get done right now?
2: Just, just confidence. Just be more aggressive. And I'm really looking for my shot right now, and and rightfully so. I mean, there's no need to 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 come into a team that's been playing very well offensively and try to, you know, start demanding touches and blah blah blah. I mean, I'm just trying to fit in and and provide presence, rebounding wise, and defensively. But you know, um, I definitely know I can do more than I've I've shown. But that's that's like I said, if it's going to affect the team where you know I'm trying to find my own game at the and it's in the benefit of the team, then I'm not going to do it. So. um... I respect where I'm at right now as long as I hate you know, being out there and being vocal defensively. And then, like I said, the rest will work itself out in the offseason.
1: How much confidence do you guys draw from your head coach? Not that a lot of head coaches won't give the team confidence, but he does it vocally. And he lets everybody know what he what he thinks of you guys. And there's not a lot of guys that would say the, th- the things he said last night about the Lakers, that the Lakers in our rearview mirror we're not paying attention to the Lakers right now and it's 72 games into the season. And the survey says we're a better team than the Lakers. So we're moving ahead. It seems like he has a, a lot of confidence in what you guys are able to do. And I'm wondering as a team, how much of his confidence maybe helps your confidence?
2: Well, well he was you know, he was like that as a player as well. He was yeah. one of the better better point guards to play the game. And, you know, he, he it's not really an I wouldn't call it an arrogance, I'd call it a quiet not a quiet confidence, but a vocal confidence. He'll say what he feels. Um, guys kind of take that in, and we don't want to let him down a lot of times, you know, until it comes down to a lot of times where, where um, you know, some some guys will be like, oh, here we go again. But with, with coach, it's like, you know, um, you know, you actually want to not let him down as opposed to on other teams. Sometimes you hear a coach say that, and you're like, wow, you know, some half the team respects it, half the team doesn't. Whereas, you know, he says something like that, and most, you know, a lot of the guys are buying into it and want to, Want to prove him right, so it kind of gives a, an added mo- motivation. And, and, and he lets us play, man. You know, they're the, just the, you know, obviously the structure sense and whatnot. But if a guy's hard, he's going to come back to you, and, and, he, and he does a great job with that.
1: So you're saying he's a little different than Scales? A little different. Than <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: different kettle of fish, but I mean, Scales was more probably the complete opposite, To, to be honest, I mean, Scales was he was a great extra nose guy, um, attention to detail. I think, whereas coach is more just you know get it done you know yeah. if, if you're if, if you're hot to get you the ball you figure out the rest whereas whereas coach would have been more intricate about getting it on the spot exactly where you need it and all you have to do is put it in the basket so it's a little little different but um they both both have
1: obviously had had, had amounts of success. Well, I played with Scott and I would say Scott uh, on the on the list of characteristics for Scott, fun and funny would have been way down the list.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, like, if you hang out with with, with him
1: away from a basketball setting, um, he's actually a pretty good guy. You know? Very dry, very dry oh. sense of humor, and you're right, a good guy. But yeah, on the basketball does. court, all business. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. So, there's, there's never any any smiles or scoring around on a basketball court. So that's kind of kind of you know tough thing to do when you have when you have 82 games and mm-hmm. and 100 odd practices. So um, that's kind of how it goes.
0: Maybe if you'd look at him up before game time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I doubt that. that,
1: that. <laughs> you have any plans uh, if you guys clinch a playoff berth? Maybe you can, like, do a team shimmy in honor of your coach?
2: Uh, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so. not We're doing enough things uh, at the moment as a team. We've got a couple of other little surprises that we're doing as a team. So, um, yeah, we're just this next three weeks. We've got to lock in. Um, you know, mid-April comes and... And, you know, we're somewhere in that playoff mix. It'd be a, a great year for us. Great success. You know, no one people just to be there, so we still have a lot of work to do, but we're, we're almost there. Hey
1: Andrew, we're, always a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, good win last night. Always a pleasure to uh, chat with you. And we'll see how close you guys are to the playoffs next week when we chat again. But thanks a lot, Andrew. Always appreciate it, man.
2: All right. Always.
1: No Take right. it easy, man. Andrew Bogan, he's right. Skiles is a good guy off the court.